Hello and welcome to the Spooky Fada, where unrest is best and ghosts are the most. I am your mistress of the dark, Jamie Beelzebub Heck, and I am here with not one, but two terrifyingly good guests that you, dear listener, should be very familiar with by now. I'm talking about Leslie Lee III from Struggle Session. Hey, how's it going? Excellent. And the great Heather Fortune from all sorts of places. From Twitter. Also, also Struggle <laughs> Session, the host of co-host of Struggle Session Radio. Yeah, oh, true. shit. I Okay, this like passed me by because a million things have been, you know, coming across my screen. But um, what, what, what is this project that you guys are doing now? Um, we just get the, uh, Heather, you can say it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I would just say what you're going to say. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we just, you know, whenever we are both not depressed at the same time, we <laughs> together and we have a radio show where we like put together a, a list of songs within like a kind of theme. And then, and then we talk about them and stuff. Very cool. And you can listen to it at sesh.plus. Nice. Always like a good plug. Um, it's very cool to have both of you on today because I am friends with both of you individually, and I know you guys are friends with each other, but we have never been in the same space, all three of us, at once. No. In Ooh. fact, I remember, because <clears throat> the first time I encountered Heather was actually as a music journalist covering her music. And I saw, and I met you, and I saw you were hanging out with her, and I asked you, "Hey, make sure to tell Heather that I'm cool." <laughs> you were, and you told me, "Oh, Heather already thinks you're cool." And I was like, "Oh, I felt very happy about that." <laughs> Wait, did we talk about this? What did you interview me or something? What? Yeah, I interviewed you. Yeah, we talked about it before. I interviewed you when you came to Japan over the email. I sent That's you an email. Right. Hotline Tokyo. Yes. I remember. Wow. We both we both wrote about Heather's music before we even knew her because she's such a rock star. And now look at us. We're all hanging out, hanging with the fans. Now we're all <laughs> the same losers in the same loser nest. <laughs> <laughs> or the same cool people in the same spooky nest. Well, Jamie, I did want to say that intro was amazing. Like Elvira, eat your heart out. You should like... I mean, they're starting all these new streaming networks. You should be like the new Elvira. Oh, She's well, got the titties you. for it. You know, um, I, I'm i doing my best over here. Uh, I feel like I've kind of let myself go in the choir a little bit, just like everybody probably has. But it's it's spooky season, so I'm trying to make an effort here. You know, I got a cool spider costume that I'm going to wear. Probably not on Halloween, but the weekend after my friends and I are doing halloween cabin so i can i can try to get some yeah some elvira vibes going or as jake flores uh called her dolly parton on night mode oh yeah that was such a good tweet <laughs> he's a good he's a good tweeter that one he's also he's also spooky we're we're really in kind of a spooky arms race right now i think because they're like our goth socialist sister show so uh i don't even know what they've got planned but it's probably gonna be pretty good as well i mean we can we can all I, I got to get out of this capitalist mentality of a spooky competition. Like we can all be spooky in our own way, right? Well, if we really want to fuck things up, I mean, what? Since we say goth, and then there's also socialism. I don't know what this particular thing has to do with the socialist part, but just roll with me. Is there not some sort of like canceled root of the word sp spooky? Is spooky not a canceled word? <laughs> Hmm. I'm pretty sure spooky is a canceled word. I, I um I certainly there's variations of spooky that are canceled. So canceled in fact that a hit BBC show named Spooks um was had its name changed to MI five when it uh came over uh to the US. Pretty good show, pretty good show. Not uh about the racial slur at all, but I don't the etymology, <laughs> I'm not quite sure of, but I don't think it's canceled necessarily. I, okay. If it wasn't hard canceled, it was for sure soft canceled at least once or twice. In the maybe a Tumblr cancellation, maybe yeah, a Tumblr yeah, cancellation. Like I definitely, too. I, I definitely seen, see that happen. I've yeah. definitely seen posts that are like spooky. The word spooky is racist. 
that white witches stop saying spooky oh my god there's a, beautiful, <laughs> there's a beautiful red robin outside my window anyway um sorry that's not scary at all no it was very wholesome uh but anyway yeah an like, evil robin white witches stop saying spooky etc oh I, mean, I, I know that i saw that oh my god oh i my know god. i didn't i mean i'm surprised halloween itself has not been canceled i guess it's kind of canceled this year but like canceled canceled you know what i mean like Halloween. Like appropriation, some Halloween. form of appropriation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Halloween has done some problematic shit in its past. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the sure old tweets, what... the blackface, you know, it's, but that it's is problematic. But that is not the fault of Halloween. That is, that is Halloween itself. I mean, Halloween is, I saw a really funny tweet that by some Italian man, of course, that was like, or no, it was the, that Italian guy of politician. It was a video of him talking about all the stupid things that the Italians have imported from America and one of them being Halloween. <laughs> and like, what a stupid... It's, I mean, if you think about it, I guess it is the way we celebrate Halloween. Wow. You know, That's fighting words. I've, I've heard some similar things in Japan, too. Some people on the right in Japan are very mad about how popular Halloween is there now, especially in Tokyo. It's like a huge thing to go down to Shinjuku in a costume and hang out. Yeah, I mean, I mean isn't that I love Halloween? I'm just I'm just bringing up the problems before someone else can bring them up for us. It, it seems like the real fashion districts. Uh, I mean, I don't know that much about Japan, but it seems like costumes are just the norm in all, yeah. the, all the, 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 the really the coolest dressed people in the world. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's hard to tell sometimes when people are in Halloween costume or not. But generally speaking, the average. So the thing in Japan is actually for group costumes where you you all your friends wear like the same costume more or less. Like all of you will be sexy nurses. All of you will be Naruto characters. Like it's a big like group costume kind of culture that goes on. So you dress in your group costume. You go downtown. Um, and then you just hang out until like the trains are about to head home, which is uh, which is uh, fairly early, sadly. Nice, we're spookier together. I like that. Very that. collective-minded. Wait, yeah. I thought I thought we just decided that it's not. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, man. I'm high. <laughs> All right. Well, good for you. Um, does anybody have a scary story they would like to tell before we move into the discussion of these two wonderful films? A scary story. Or a Halloweeny story. Halloweeny story. I, Heather, I know you got something spooky. Why do you assume that about me? You seem like a very spooky person. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, of course I had one I was already thinking about. So this isn't really a scary story, I don't think. It's just something that happened or didn't happen. Um, but I have um, two really old Ouija boards. That, like One is like super rare, early edition, like came out in the early 60s i think and then the other one's just like a 70s one but um is still really cool and i don't like use them you know i just have always since i was a kid you know we would get together and have these like fake seances and nothing has ever happened with me and a ouija board like i've never seen it move or do anything i've never there's never been any spirit contact but um i recently like inherited a bunch this like book that my great grandmother put together that's about this like this um, sort of mysterious, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A strange relative of her family. It would have been her aunt. So it would have been my great, great aunt or something. But she was like a mentally ill actress who like disappeared and nobody knew where she was, hadn't heard from her forever. And then until they got a telegram saying that she had died in the 40s or something i can't remember when anyway um so my great-grandmother who was really into like um, mysteries put together everything she could find about this woman her name was Belle, and including photos and like an article she'd written and blah 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 whatever so i now have this book of stuff and i've been like obsessed with this this woman ever since i heard about her when i was like 20 and so i was like trying to contact her with a ouija board but i didn't really try hard it was just kind of silly and i was like this is dumb and also what if a demon pretends to be here and possesses me i don't have time for that (laughs) so i didn't really like try hard but then when i was watching host which we'll get into later 
I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah. I'm never doing this shit again. Yeah. Oh, well, you were right to be scared of the Ouija board, I guess. Yeah. So that's not really a scary story, but that's just like recent events that are related to our discussion here today. Nice. <laughs> so um, when I first moved to Japan, I lived in an apartment uh, given to me by the school. It was a building they owned. This was, you know, very close to like post-war building it's very very old like uh it didn't have hot water <laughs> like except like if you like turn manually turn on the gas in the shower so very old building and it was also empty i was basically the only person living there besides one other person this is like a you know 20 unit apartment building so very empty middle of nowhere rural japan and you know i kind of get moved in i kind of get settled um, but I'm there by myself, completely alone, you know, nothing in sight. And I start hearing some scratching noises, right? And I don't know where it's come from. I, I'm tr- just trying to get to sleep. I'm jet lagged. I'm off time. And I just keep hearing these scratching noises. And I figure out that they're coming from outside. So I figure it's like a tree or something. So I walk out onto the balcony and like the scratching noises gets louder but it sounds like really close like not from a tree scratching against like a car or something like that like really close to me and I turn and I look and I notice something I didn't notice when I moved in and that there's a door on my balcony uh, that's nailed shut um, that seemingly leads to nowhere like it's just like there's no reason for a door to be there unless it were a closet for me for my apartment it doesn't make sense that there's a door there wait and where, where's the door exactly i'm sorry i'm having trouble picturing it, it's, it's hard to picture so my about ba- my balcony was like uh, like thick you know so like you uh, open the sliding door you go out uh, the washing machine is outside that's how big like the size of the balcony is like the washer is out there on the left and then to the right there's like a door <laughs> on the far right side of you know the building and the building face goes up from there and i'm hearing the scratching coming from in there and the door is again nailed shut and again this is my apartment this is not like nailed the maintenance shut door, thing. Nailed shut door red flag nailed Alert. shut Alert. not locked nailed out shut now. And I didn't know what was happening uh, until I figured out I, I was sitting in an apartment one night and this very large, seemingly very large and very fast thing uh, ran in from outside. What the fuck? Ran in from the area where that door was nailed shut. It was just on the ground. Boom, boom very fast very dark thing and I, I was with my current uh spouse we were uh, dating at the time and we were like oh my god what the fuck is what the fuck is that thing moving and we found out that it was actually like a huntsman spider which if you've never seen them they're very big they are very they're the size Hell of your no. hand Hell and no. huge and it, it took a while but uh they're not so big once you squash them though so but i was able <laughs> to eventually it? I did squash it. You are cursed. <laughs> I quite possibly yes. You can't squash a giant magical spider like that. I I, I but I did I did oh I, that would explain a lot. You <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> wow. I mean, which is scarier, having a giant fast spider in your apartment or the curse that comes from killing a giant fast spider? The curse, a hundred percent. You don't know I'm, what the fuck's gonna happen next. I guess what you I made do the is wrong trap choice. The giant spider, you trap it and then you take it away from you and you say goodbye. Go it, it was just so, so fast and so big. I didn't want to get close to it, really. Yeah, you know, I really like spiders. I'm generally pro spiders, but I like to keep a respectful distance from them. And it would it would be a real conundrum for me if there were a spider in my apartment. I would really not know what to do. I would just move. I would terrifying. let the spider have it. I would let the spider have Like, this is your house now. Goodbye. Yeah. That's really scary, though. That's like that. I would be pissing my pants if a fucking spider the size of my head came running out of a nailed shut closet in an empty, gigantic building in Japan. Yeah, I'd be it, like, "Well, this is how I die. This is, this is, this is the fucking 
the girl with the hair or whatever the uh, uh, the grudge. Well, it could be either the grudge or uh, the ring. Either one. Yeah, either one. Like it's that's it. Like it's over. It's scary to the power of scary. <laughs> yeah. So I maybe I'm going to make things weird now, but I had a dream with you in it recently, Heather. Oh, no. It was a scary dream, oh, no. but it got like kind of good by the end. Was okay. I pregnant? This is okay. I've had two dreams about you <laughs> in the recent <laughs> past. Okay. Because um, I look at my social media before bed and I'm very impressionable. So if I look at a friend's videos or pictures before bed, I'm probably going to have a dream about them. And uh, in this case, it ended, you know, it was pretty, pretty benign, but um like I have to be careful who I look at and or think about before I go to sleep, especially when I've taken my uh, CBD, which makes me dream very deeply. I sleep deep. I get my REM cycles in because like before I know it, I'm having like a sex dream about someone I've never been consciously attracted to. And it's gross and weird. Okay, Is that what happened? In this <laughs> not, not no, not not in this dream. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there was another one where you were pregnant and that was weird. Um but I think it was projecting because I kind of want to have a baby. I don't have a plan for it. I just have this random weird desire. I mean, it's not random. It's normal. But, you know, anyway. Um, so, no, other dream. Other dream. I meant this like, oh, it's hard to describe. Like, my dreams are always scary in a way that's really hard to describe. and doesn't make any sense, you know, when I tell people about it. So I'll skip over, like, some of the dumb weird part that doesn't make sense. But I was in, like a loft apartment but it was like somehow also the apartment of my godparents who i hadn't spoke haven't spoken to since i was a kid probably um but it was also attached to a movie theater somehow and there like i it was hard to tell in the dream if it was a a movie or if it was real but there was like a really scary fucked up movie slash reality happening where um some guy was like torturing women and killing them and stuff and you were in it heather and you were the final girl <gasps> oh sweet and then at the end you actually came out and played a song that you wrote based on this experience but so what but wait and so i survived cool. i was the final yeah. girl but i didn't die yeah you were the final girl you were like you know menaced and you know certainly i don't know if he tortured you but some like fucked up shit happened right mm -hmm. but you survived and then you came out and you played a song that you wrote based on this uh, horrible but ultimately triumphant experience. And then the dream got kind of good. Cool. So, I mean, I guess not the, like, potential rape and torture part, but, like, the rest of it sounds cool. Also, I really like the idea that, like, I would be the last one that a, that a serial torture or killer person would, like attempt to murder and then like fail and then obviously something happened to him and i really i love that i love that yeah yeah i thought i thought you would like it i think it speaks well of you that even in my dream you're very resourceful and uh it's hard to kill it's gonna be hard to kill me baby yeah. <laughs> that it sounds like a movie that sounds like a movie we could make hard to kill. fortune starring in hard to kill <laughs> Damn, that, that's that gold sick. hard to kill it's just me being like what's up <laughs> i like it i feel like you've been this is the role you but were it's actually about people trying to cancel me and they never do all right <laughs> uh you can't cancel me bitch i'm already I'm un dead i'm uncancelable <laughs> i, I like don't want to jinx myself yeah so you know it comes actually you all. know what cancel me just get it over with <laughs> Yeah, I don't even want to joke about that. Oy. What's going to happen? What would be any different? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> your career's over? Okay. Yeah, it, it already is. Uh, like, you, like, nobody likes you anymore? Okay, well, at least it's out in the open, and I don't, I don't have to wonder uh, about it. I, I, don't know. I, I think the three of us are probably less vulnerable to cancellation, knock on wood, just because we really just say whatever we think at all times and yeah. aren't generally embarrassed of shit. Even if, I don't know, there's shit that I should probably be embarrassed of, but I'm not. So whatever. Come at me, bro. <laughs> so let's talk about these movies. Dude, Host is so scary. It is. It's scary. <laughs> it is. I just want to talk about that first. Uh, it seems very topical. 
uh right like i yeah, i'm scared right now being on this zoom thinking about call. it i know yeah, right? I'm like, <laughs> oh fuck oh what's in the background it's just cats don't worry um same but but yeah uh i leslie told me about this movie it was filmed during covid it's only on shutter which is a very cool streaming service that i just found out about yes. um and i have seen critics calling it the first great uh quar horror or as some are calling it quarrer movie oh <laughs> terrible <laughs> terrible <laughs> and i am like here here is the deal, deal like i was dreading this moment when people would start making quarantine content and a lot of people have most of it has been garbage so far aside from the happy endings reunion show which was pretty good but this was like the best possible thing you could do with the premise of like a zoom call horror thing uh and it's all downhill from here there's going to be 15 movies that try to do this and i don't think any of them will be as well made i will maybe i will be lucky but this one was very good and i think the smartest thing they did was decide to make it about the length that you can actually get on a zoom call without paying it's only like 56 minutes long which any longer and like staring at a zoom call does wear out its welcome eventually if you're watching it as a movie but they got the time down perfectly yeah and like even the element like the like one thing that's so freaky about this movie is it's it's the uncanny, right? Like it's taking something that we see every day. It's normal to us, you know, Zoom might be annoying, but it's not scary, right? It's just the environment that we're all living in and then it puts it into a really creepy context. So by the end of the movie, you're getting that pop-up message from Zoom like your time is almost up and you're like Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I so I have am having problems with my attention span lately because of life and every the way things are now. Um, so it's kind of hard for me to watch movies sometimes. So I started watching it this morning after Leslie sent me the link. The link, and I was like, "Oh God, this is one of those." It's like Blair Witch, but Zoom. I don't want to fucking watch this. This is so annoying. It's gonna make me motion sickness. Blah blah blah. Whatever. So I had it like playing in the background. and was just like, you know, posting or like whatever, just on Twitter. And then at some point, I, I was like, hmm, I, I, I want to pay attention to this. And I started watching it. I got like so sucked into the movie, like by the, at the, whatever point it was when I started watching, I think it was when the fuck shit started happening. When like, when the, mm-hmm. when the, I don't want, I don't know if we're doing spoilers. When the or not. haunt had begun. But when, yes. the, when the thing started coming and the stuff started happening, like I was like, oh shit. And then I was in until the very last second. And the ending. <laughs> I it, screamed. Yeah. yeah. I screamed. I was like, Whoa! You know, my yeah. boyfriend was in the other room. He's like, babe, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, bro, this fucking movie's scary as fuck, man. Like it was yeah. it was yeah. I was so scared. Yeah. I, I'm really glad I didn't get high before I watched this one because uh I made that mistake a week or two ago watching a movie that is apparently not even that scary fright night it's like a cheesy no it's not that scary from the 80s and that scared the fuck out of me and it's a little scary a little scary but yeah (laughs) yeah so like i put this on and i was like i need to not be high for this because it might actually be scary and then i wasn't high i wasn't high all right wow that's that's quite the endorsement yeah i was wide awake baby i was caffeinated chilling you know in bed watching just chilling on twitter scared i was that was so scary (laughs) i'm gonna watch it again tonight oh cool so let me like recap a little bit for people in case for some reason you haven't watched this movie and you're gonna listen anyway to this podcast despite all the spoilers all right spoiler alert don't get mad at me um, the the name of the movie is going to be in the title of the podcast. It's going to be really easy to um, to avoid the spoilers if you want to. Just don't listen. But um, so this is a this is a quarantine horror movie, right? We got a girl staying. We we got we got all all the different living situations of quarantine millennials, right? We got a girl staying with her parents. We got a girl who moved in with her quarantine bay too fast. We all know somebody 
who's done that uh not me shout out to those people you know who you are uh <laughs> we got a guy who is at his uh his girlfriend's parents vacation house good for him uh and that guy almost almost gets off the hook but not nope not him either um <laughs> And they're like super millennial millennials, right? Like they're like, oh my God, quarantine totally sucks, but we're making the most of it. Having some <laughs> quarantinis with my girls over Zoom and doing a spooky seance. OMG fun, right? Like, dude, yes. I, I, I admit that I haven't since moving back to America, I haven't established like a nice friend base around me, but like, do those people still exist? Like, like yes. do people like this still actually yes. like exist? Like this yes. normie. Uh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they have, they have zoom parties. <laughs> yes. And guess what? Some of them are my friends and we be having girl teenies on the zoom. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's a very familiar situation. I'm just kidding. I've never fucking done that, but I do know people who are who are all about that life. They like, seem- like, I gotta go to a birthday party on Zoom. Like, <laughs> I, we like- tried it. I will admit, my friends and I tried it, and it wasn't the same. And eventually, we just said fuck it and started hanging out in person again. I went to a one year old's birthday party on Zoom. Oh my god! And that's- it was about as exciting as you can imagine. That's weird. But she was really cute. She looked really cute. So that was right. cool. Yeah. Always a plus to see cute babies. Um, it's so better yeah. than being murdered by some kind of psychotic spirit, you know, who <laughs> you summoned by accident. Yeah. I mean. So Zoom is already kind of creepy. I think maybe we could unpack why that is. Uh, apparently you can make a looping double of yourself. Like, is that real? Or is that oh, something they made up for the movie? No, I think you can... Uh, I think you can definitely do yeah. that. You can make because you can just make your background a video. And it, I thought I I saw that. And I'm like, oh, that's such a cool idea. I might actually like want to do that. And you could use that to like scare the crap out of your friends if you wanted to. Uh, but they just use this. They really use it quite well because like when you see it the next time, she's already dead, or at least you already think you think she's already dead. So it's so fucking like sad and creepy. I I, I liked how far this movie went because I, I admit when i saw all their fucking normie fucking faces i thought <laughs> all right this is gonna be some fucking bullshit this is gonna be like paranormal activity like uh, no one gets out alive but no this, this movie actually does get dark and fucked up and kills all these people you hate uh some in kind of brutal fashion more brutally than you expect i was really surprised by the amount of effects of practical effects like this was like a real technical achievement this is a legitimate horror movie you know um done mostly on a zoom call and it feels all of a sudden like they never break i I don't think they ever break the rule of it being a zoom call at all like you you just see the zoom call yeah Mm -hmm. i'm getting scared all over again just talking about it me too it's getting darker i'm like (laughs) we're on a zoom thing right now (laughs) well don't don't worry i'll uh (laughs) I'll blow out the candle or something. If yeah, demon what happened the to the seance leader? She got disconnected a second time and then she never comes back. So, like, did she make it out yeah, alive? She's like a boomer who lives in the countryside who doesn't have good internet. Maybe that's what saved her. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad internet connection. Well, she was uh, like, um, you created a fake person. You, f- you know, like, she was yeah. like, basically, she was like, wow, y'all are fucking stupid and you're going to die. <laughs> it does not escape me that it's the Asian girl who fucks up and invites in the bad thing. Um, she's actually Chinese, she says at the beginning of the movie. So oh. maybe, maybe that's a, a not subtle commentary. Oh, I, 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 I have to assume that's just a coincidence. I have to. That would be I don't psychotic know. if that was intentional. Like, what if this is actually a right-wing movie about the China virus? Oh, God. I, I don't think... I get the feeling the people who made this are very nice liberals uh, who I under... Mean, I, I, mean, you, I mean... I mean... Let's just not... Let, let's just not... I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> I don't think that was their intention, but, you know, the, these things are in the zeitgeist. But she Man, did follow all. She did follow quarantine procedure 
even after the ghost. She, she put, put on a mask on, on That's right. to rescue her friend from a ghost. So yeah. she failed to do because what the fuck were they doing at the end there? Like, I don't know. You still need proof? All your friends are dead, bitch. Get out of the house. Yeah, so that's the one problem with this movie that, like, a lot of these lost footage movies have. Like, why aren't you putting the camera down and running away? Which would make sense for them to do about 15 minutes before the end. But, like, those last 15 minutes are so tense and scary. Like, I kind of don't care that it doesn't make sense what they're doing. Yeah. I kind of, like, am okay that they're still filming because, it, cause, I mean, the movie just doesn't work uh, anyway. There's only so many reasons, you convoluted reasons you can come up with for why people keep filming while they're being hunted by a murderous ghost. So, I'm glad they kind of just went like, all right, this is what it is. This is what the movie is. Just we're going to keep scaring you so you don't think too much about the plot right now. Yeah. Yeah. I like it when she leaves her house to go check on her friend, actually, because like it's a very human impulse. Right. We want to go be together and help each other out. But that doesn't help either, which no. like feeds into the whole theme that I'm getting getting here, which is you're not safe anywhere right now. Like you're not safe in your home. You're not safe on the internet. I mean, who here thinks the internet is a safe space? Uh, maybe <laughs> There's if you no do... such thing as a safe space. Yeah, there, the there world, are no the, safe spaces. The world is a, is a vampire. Exactly. And, and even if you do try to do some like community building shit over Zoom or whatever, um, you're not safe there either. You're only safe if you're sitting in a circle holding hands for real and your boomer medium has not abandoned you. And even then, you're not safe. <laughs> because anything could happen at that moment too there could be an earthquake right underneath you that opens up and you all fall in it and die including the medium there could be a serial killer that comes and kills you there could be some kind of like poisonous gas that comes out of the vents for whatever reason there could be an alien ship that flies over and lands right over your house and sucks you up and kills you anything could happen all right so, so heather <laughs> on that note like so maybe you know, the thing we can get from this movie is that the fact is that they broke the rules. They did not take the safety rules seriously when they were doing the seance. The guy was joking around. Uh, she was not following the safety protocols and they invited the virus in. Mm. And that at that point, after that point, there was nothing they can do except watch each other die. And yeah. maybe that's what this movie is about. Fucking millennials, right? I mean, you don't, you do not play with the spirit world. It's like, you just don't do it. Like, that's why I was saying with my Ouija board story earlier, with like my, even though I was, I'm like, I feel like somebody who is capable of conducting something like that in a way that would be correct, but I still don't do it. Because I'm like, mm, I can't really, like, if I'm really going to do this, I have to, there's all these things I got to do and these rules and this stuff and I got to be so careful and I got to, whatever, control all the elements. You can't just be like making up spirits that don't exist and summoning them. Like, hello, it's so stupid. Yeah. Like, it's so disrespectful to like the other realm, which exists whether people want to acknowledge it or not. Like, there mm -hmm. is, there are other realms other than the ones that we see and, and, you know exist within yeah this one he he fucked with the spectral realm and uh he tried to play a drinking game the drinking game every time she says spectral realm like that was pretty funny i liked like the intro and the setup even though i found that most of the characters kind of immediately grading <laughs> aside yeah more or less but i think that was on purpose and i do and it takes a while to get going but once it like but like it was interesting and realistic and but and i was alone i wanted to see what would happen i knew it was a horror movie and i just wanted to see how far they take it and immediately they like really like ramp up the scares and like it just keeps going and it has a really good pace once the monster once the entity gets there and i i just thought it was a really really you know fantastic uh little movie yeah the pacing was really good um and like, by the way, I totally would have been the Asian girl who makes up a fake ghost dead person story and invites in the demon. And I don't really believe in the supernatural, but if I were going to 
fuck around with it, that would absolutely be me. So you know what? I'm going to avoid it just to be on the safe side. You stay the fuck out of seances then, Jamie. You stay yeah, away yeah, no sh- or else you're going to get everybody killed. Yeah, no shit. And if, I mean, even if that doesn't happen, I will like make everybody angry and that's bad too. Um, yeah, don't do it. But, but like, I think the bottom line of this movie for me, in addition to all the shit that we've just talked about, is like... We're all just watching this horror unfold on our screens and we're totally helpless to do anything about it. And that really feels like 2020. Yeah, it really does. That's a really great summation, Jamie. Why, thank you. Yeah, there's something in, in, I mean, there's something naturally voyeuristic about film, but there's something incredibly voyeuristic about like being in the Zoom call with all of them while they die and like you're hoping they die <laughs> like you want them to be hurt like what what does that say about us like i think well i, think it says, I didn't i wasn't hoping they died i was even rooting for the ginger dude to not get killed really like, oh Come on, maybe he'll get out of- i didn't want any of them to die <laughs> yeah. i especially didn't want the girl the like kind of e-girl with the velvet wallpaper i didn't want her to die uh i did <laughs> I, I i i prefer I pre- i'm glad that the body count was so high personally but she was lovely I mean, yeah, but like, you know, was she so like amazing that it would like was her life really more amazing than her death? I don't think so. <laughs> I think so. I mean, sh- you know, we could really get off track here, but um, I, I definitely didn't think about it like that while I was watching. Uh, in terms of what you, the context you you put uh, so together. you were so I see I w- I was just seeing how far the horror horror would go, and you were just on like the Zoom call hoping they maybe summon yeah. your spirit. <laughs> well, yeah. okay. I was on the Zoom call being like, "What? You made that dude up? Like, <laughs> you can't do that." I was like, "So oh, you were like fuck. somebody whose mic was muted?" Yeah, exactly. I'm back on being like, "Oh fuck! Oh get out of there!" Like I was just like that was me the whole time, for sure. Word. Well, this is why, like in Jamie's dream, I would not be the one killed. I would be the one who lives because I'm not a fucking idiot. That's right. I would probably, I would probably die. You would die for <laughs> sure, Jamie. I'm sorry. You're not I a would, fucking idiot, but you would die. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got, you got the big titties and, <laughs> you know, they love to kill a bitch with big titties. You know, I have them too, but yours are bigger. No, and I would laugh at the ghosts. I would, yeah. I would just make them so mad at me. You'd be like, <laughs> like, you're not even I'm like you're a ghost. I don't believe in ghosts. I'm a communist, and then they would kill you. It's true. <laughs> I, uh, I do want to mention the slickest thing about this movie is that the credits that they they do the credits as like the participants of the yeah. Zoom call. I thought that was just like one of the coolest oh, things. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah, it's very subtle. You're just kind of scrolling through. It scrolls through. You're like kind of waiting to see what happens next in the movie, but that's actually the uh, credits. Majority I thought of the it credits. was the ghost just like fucking around on the computer. Y- yeah, yeah, that's what you think, and then it's like actually like oh, who, uh, all the credits was well, really really creative. It's smart. What about yeah. this other movie though, which sucks? Oh what? no, Heather, this might get you canceled if you don't like society. Bring it on, baby! You have to like society. I like the ultimate messaging of it, but the movie itself is horrible. It, no, I watched it. I agree with you a little bit. I watched it. I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? But I was like, no, I love it. It's it's so campy. The it's messaging, so good. the messaging is great. The camp element is yeah, okay, I get it, but but it wasn't even done well. The camp element element of it it's like the dialogue is so bad like wow who wrote this movie the dialogue is horrible i do not i completely disavow all statements made by other trash absolutely here. trash the dialogue is trash uh, wow wow okay so let's let's uh let's back up a little okay <laughs> um this next movie we're going to talk about is called society it came out um in Europe in 1989, but for some reason, not until 1992 in the U.S., but it is very 80s. Make no mistake. Um, it kind of reminds me of Twin Peaks aesthetically in parts, just with the way everybody looks and the like vaguely mm. creepy kind of soft music in the background and a lot of the scenes. Um, it was yeah, direct- Twin Peaks for amateurs, maybe. Oh, my God. Uh, I said what I said. I can't. I can't with this. Uh, <laughs> it was directed by Brian Usna, who was fresh off from directing Reanimator. Yeah. 1985. Another great cult classic. Well, 
B-movie horror film. Wait, did Yuzna, he he didn't direct Rihanna. He uh, produced, he, but he did produce it. Okay. He, he directed, I, yeah, he he produced uh, Rihanna. He didn't direct it, but he was uh, certainly uh, involved in it. And he, he directed the sequel, Bride of Reanimator. I see. It's hard for me to not think Repenetrator in my mind, because that's the Burning Angel parody. The what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, made a, they made a porn parody of Reanimator called Repenetrator. It's Which is good. funny, because it's already a horny movie, but... I, Look, yeah. I'm just going to say what needs to be said right now. That is the most on-brand thing you have ever said, Jamie. <laughs> oh, my God. On a horror podcast, and then you... And that's... I, it's incredible. Isn't is it any good? Is it any good? You know, I don't think I actually watched it, but I was aware of it because I was like, you know, into alt porn and things in the early 2000s. And um, I thought that that was Much cool. to Amy Treese's dismay. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. She, she shall not. Talk about inviting in the demons. I know, right? You're right. That's exactly what you just <gasps> did on this call. I would die. I would <laughs> die. Oh, my God. <gasps> The hey, Baba Duke from Dananda. Yeah. I'm <laughs> real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> God, I gotta like put on my fucking garlic necklace now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, little little joking reference for the real heads. If you don't know who that is, do not look it up. It's not <laughs> worth it. Um, but what was I saying? Yeah. So this movie um, came out in 1989. Super 80s. Twin Peaksy, supposedly. I mean, there were moments that I, w- I could see that, though, too. There are moments where I was like, OK, I, I'm getting sort of a Lynchian vibe from it. I don't know. I don't want to just be the hater. I don't want I just wanna, don't want to be the hater in this corner. I I watched the whole thing almost. And I there I was committed in a, because it was so weird and dumb. <laughs> that I wanted to know what happened, and then when it was revealed what what the what the ending was, I I liked the messaging. I liked the whole, you know, sort of reptilian whatever the fuck the rich people were. Thing. See, I the knew, shunting, the, the shunting. shunting. I yeah. knew that Leslie would like this movie because it's about how rich people are, but like a, a race of lizard alien sex perv incest monsters yeah i love that they feed off the poor somehow 100 percent true those are all facts i thought you would like that too heather i do i said from i said i like the overall messaging of the film i just think that it was done poorly all right fair enough well um i don't know i think it's a b movie it simply can't be but i enjoyed it um let's let me just summarize a little bit all right let's let's let the let the viewers and listeners decide. So um, the movie is about this guy named Bill and he is the son of a rich family and he thinks there's something fucked up going on with his family and his parents and his sister um, just below the surface, right? He doesn't identify with them. He thinks maybe he's adopted or something. Uh, but, you know, the, the therapist, the therapist keeps gaslighting him and saying, everything is fine. Everything's normal. They just want you to be happy, blah, blah, blah. So he's kind of popular at school, I guess, because he's like naturally good at things and likable. He's like good looking. He's got a cool mullet. He's a jock and the captain of the debate team. And he's running for student government. Although, you know, we got that great scene where it introduces Clarissa, that little slut, uh, trying to distract him. By showing him her pussy when he's at the podium. Yeah, Clarissa, I do like. She, she's good. <laughs> I identify with Clarissa the most in the movie, I think. So, let's see. I would. Uh, we got a scene where, like, all the weird, uh, like, monster stuff is also kind of sexual at the same time. Right. So we have a scene where he zips up his sister's dress that she's wearing to the debutante ball. He sees something weird, like bubbling underneath her skin. He's like, oh, that's weird. Um, Another scene, he sees her in the shower and she's like twisting all the way around. Oh, it's so creepy. But it's also like vaguely sexual. And you're like, are you just creeping on your sister or is there something actually weird going on here? But of course, it is a horror movie, so there is something weird going on. Yeah, you don't really know exactly what's going on with this dude. Is he, like, he seems like the perfect kid who might just be cracking under all the pressure that's put on kids, you know, getting a good college, get good grades, do do your activities. 
you don't know if he's either just cracking on that pressure or if something or if all this stuff is actually truly happening. You really don't find out quite until the end. So it, I'm kind of disappointed because most people have had this movie spoiled for, for them because they've seen the gifs of the ending and the shunting or the butt face oh guy or all, all this stuff, this stuff. But if you go in, I imagine it would be a much, you know, in, more interesting experience if you go in not knowing how weird the movie gets by the end and if you're not sure whether Bill is losing it or not. Yeah, oh, I didn't know. I just had oh, heard cool. I had heard that this was a good uh scary cheesy horror movie with strong uh class class struggle themes and I was like sign me up. Although the the thumbnail kind of gives it away a little bit. I'm like, yeah, oh, what's so, that about? And the title sequence. What did you think when you saw the title sequence then? When they're I, like, all the bodies are squirming on each other. I was, I had no idea. I'm like, well, that's weird. Let's see the where this goes. The title sequence was cool. Yeah. At yeah, first with the I creepy like, song. Yeah, I was like, this is cool. This seems cool. And then, and then when he it goes straight into like the really intense, you know, opening scene, and you're like, wait. And my boyfriend was we're watching it together, and he was like, wait, this is the beginning. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I, I've never seen it before either. And then I was like, I think this is gonna be. It's like his dream. Like he's having a dream or something. Um, and and I don't know if I was right or wrong. I'll have to watch it, I guess, and find out, uh, listeners. But whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I, like I don't have it. anything nice to say. <laughs> oh, well, that's too, well, it's too. That's too bad. But I do understand. Like this does have like a cheesy tone, and it is like a teen movie too. Like that's a. It really is a teen movie with teen movie dialogue. It just happens to get like extremely bizarre and fucked up. Like as to, up until a certain point, it is an episode of like Nine Hundred Two and No, like a very Not special even, episode. It, the dialogue's <laughs> even worse. <laughs> very, very, it's even very worse. special episode. It's it that see that's the thing is that I love cheesy teen stuff. Okay, like I love that shit, and I love B movies, and I love camp. And I love whatever, and I love the themes of this. So why why should I not have loved this film? Like mm. it's there was just something about it that I was like, this sucks the entire time. I was like, it sucks. Well, I can't I, I can't pay attention. It sucks. You didn't think it was hilarious when the dad's face is on the butt and he's like, guess you're right. I really am a butthead. I thought that was funny. Yeah, no, it did nothing for me. I was just like, ew. <laughs> did you uh, at least appreciate the villain, the bully? I thought he was a pretty like I think he's pretty much peak eighties. Yeah, bully. Uh, I liked, the eighties okay. was the golden age of bullies. I loved the styling, loved the costume design and styling. Felt like it was very accurate for the era and for the different like vibes of like the cliques and the rich people, how they dressed and whatever. Um, Fashion wise, yeah, a plus. Um, but. Uh, yeah, that's that's it for me. I think it won an award for makeup or special effects or something. Yeah, the end, the the, the climax of the film when this when things happen is fucking gross and like really yeah. and like cool because it's so gross. Like I get like I'm like oh wow that's so disgusting and horrifying. It's like human centipede but like '80s version or whatever. It's so disgusting. But I've also just I'm. Yeah, I don't know. Ugh, that's so gross. <laughs> it is very gross, especially when he pull at the very end when he pulls the guy inside out and just like oh yeah becomes like a mush of like stuff of gore. Like it's so good. I really appreciate like how violent uh, it gets because you might not really expect it from you know that kind of slow burn teen uh, dramedy up until that point, and then it just like oh, is yeah. one of the most insane scenes in all of horror the shunting yeah i like it that it's sort of vague what the shunting even is it's just like when the rich alien people just get full-on full creature mode and there's like slime and they're like sucking and fucking and it's sexual but there's also an element of feeding to it i don't know it's the shunting um i read a little bit about this actually because i was trying to gain some insight into the potential uh you know, the themes, the symbolism, what the director was thinking here. And I read that it was based on uh, the director Yuzna's nightmares, as well as 
a painting by Salvador Dali called The Great Masturbator. So never let it be said, this film is not highbrow. <laughs> Have you guys seen, like, if you look at the painting, you'll totally see how, how it was inspired by it. So, so maybe it's really art that you hate, Heather. Ever I think mean, about that? That's true. Like postmodernism, <laughs> but wow, hot takes, hot takes all around, mostly that's, from you. That's where I'm at, baby. I'm sorry, I w- didn't actually look up the picture. I looked up um, "Repenetrator" to see the cover, and I I, just, I read the tagline, and it's Doctor Hubert Breast has a very good <laughs> head on his shoulders, and another one on the dick in his pants. Um, mm-hmm. There's also one called Evil Head by Burning <laughs> Angel. Apparently, like, I guess they had a moment where they were doing, like, horror parodies. No, Joanna cool? Angel is a true auteur, I will say. <laughs> She's like the Weird Al of porn or something. <laughs> I met her once. She's very Al. nice. Me did too. Guys, did you guys see the Weird Al um, debate thing? No. No. Well, you should watch it. Tell us. Weird Al Yankovic did a debate number two remix. Like, he made a song out of sound bites from this most recent presidential debate. Oh, it's called We're All Doomed. Yeah. Nice. Um, there are parts of it that are cringe, but overall, it's like, you know, great to see Al still doing his thing. Like, really, like, funny moments. Um, really great, like, use of sound bites, you know, creating hooks out of you know, like chaos, whatever, that, like respect to, to the, the maestro, Weird Al Yankovic, always. <laughs> no, he's great. I'm so glad that he's still around doing things. Me too. It just makes me feel like we might be okay after all. No, no, we're all doomed, but he's, he's doomed too. Uh, real, real cheery episode today. Uh, happy Halloween, everyone. I hope you're feeling festive. I'm actually quite happy despite the fact that we're all doomed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel I I vacillate. There's something liberating about it, you know? It's like I've always felt personally doomed, so now knowing that we're all doomed, I almost feel a little a little free. Okay, Kirsten Dunst and Melancholia. I never saw that. <laughs> oh well then you won't get why that's funny. She's got a face like a moon. It's great it's a great movie. You know, I her, really like her face is like moon shaped. Or is that Julia Styles? I don't I know. I think it's both. They're Gosh. both round moon faces, yeah? Not pale, bad. But pretty. beautiful women, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like little, moon face. A little creepy looking. I, I always find Cursed Dutz a little creepy looking, no matter what she's in. But um, Great rack, though. I re- yeah, I really like that. Well, you would really enjoy the scene where she um, she gets naked under the moonlight, and it's really hauntingly beautiful and nice, romantic and Wagnerian. And... Uh, yeah, my friend, uh, I have a friend who's into like witchy shit. I have more than one friend who's into witchy shit, actually. But um, a friend of mine who I won't call her out by name because she's a private person. But um, she said she decided when we were on our uh, trip to Block Island to the beach a month or how long ago? I don't know. In the summertime. She was like, guys, I decided my religion is about showing your boobs to the moon. And it made me think of that scene of Melancholia. And then we all got naked on the beach and we showed our boobs to the moon. It was really great. Anyway. <laughs> but I digress. I like it. <laughs> it's fun. It's, sometimes it's fun to show your boobs to the moon. Like, Look, I'm not... Boobs, moon. Yes. I'm not real into, like, witchcraft, but I can get on board with that. Sure. Yeah. Anything where there's boobs involved in the moon, it sounds great. It's fun. Yeah, and the guys the guys showed their dicks to the moon. It's uh, equal yeah. opportunity. I think that's less powerful on yeah. the whole. Yeah, the moon might not. No, yeah, she wants to see them all. I think she wants to see. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, I enjoyed the cheesy weirdness and the grossness of this movie, as well as the themes, um, which were not subtle, <laughs> especially at the end when they're saying things like, the rich have always sucked off of low-class shit like you. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Love then that like, line. And a ha- here, have an internship in Washington. Ha 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 Yeah. Ha. 
which is like, okay, I get it. Rich people are bad. Um, yes. Capital is a vampire that yeah. sucks and sucks off living labor, blah, 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 blah. But it kind of begs the question why they adopted Bill in the first place. Plot were, holes. Were they oh, raising I, him to eat him or yes, just to fuck yes, with yes. him or what? Yes. Yes. This is how depraved their cruelty is that they would raise uh their food to uh eat it uh that's how fucked up the rich people are in this film uh bill is never one of them because and you if you notice his parents are always kind of shitty to him even though he's a perfect kid because he's still not one of them they are lit they literally are like alien beings with their own bloodline and he does not have their genes he is not like them their daughter is so they did adopt him just for this moment just to shunt him and feed off of him that's how that's just the level of cruel insane cruelty uh that rich people uh you know maybe aspire to maybe it's veganism commentary maybe <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I liked it on many levels. It really feels like Bill, uh, I guess he's not really one of them, or maybe he's just a class traitor, you know? He decides it's his job to take these people down, even though he came from them. Kind of reminds me uh, today uh, when so many children of the middle class or even above hashtag rich kids of Jacobin are just making the decision to go against their own families and fight for a socialist future. Even if that means expropriating your dad or um, fighting a pile of sucking and fucking homunculi, you know, or, whatever. Or, shunt, or shunting your high school bully. If you have to, you got to You got to shunt. Wait, first you hunt, rich then kids you of shunt. Jacobin. Oh, that was a dumb joke that I made because people were mad at Megan Day for coming from a rich family and also the other guy, Walker Bragman. But but there are so many better things to be bad at Megan Day about. No, I know. It's stupid. Like, the whole cares? thing was stupid. The whole thing is crazy. No, I they're checked fine. out a while ago. I'm like, oh, leftist infighting. <sighs> Snooze. Yeah, no, it was silly, um, but I do think it's a funny idea to have a Tumblr called Rich Kids of Jacobin, <laughs> although I'm like 100% glass houses on that one, but uh, I just, I don't care. I'm on a kamikaze mission. <laughs> um, oh, I also liked how the guy in the movie got Clarissa on her on his side just by being such a Chad, you know, like yeah. she's clearly supposed to be like luring him into a trap, but then she's like, run away, Bill. I love you. I'm like, huh, that would totally be me. Can we just talk about the bikini she was wearing in the scene on the beach when he looks up at her? It's like that like turquoise, like cut out bottoms and like the top bikini top is like partially cut out too. And it's like, it's like shiny turquoise. Like it almost looks like a mermaid sort of. You don't remember the scene where he's on the beach and then he is looking, he's trying to go after those boys who, uh, you know, doused him and his girlfriend with the stuff. And then he like runs into the babe on the beach. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. remember her bathing suit specifically, but I remember her looking very hot at the beach. Oh, the I see. suit was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be jealous too. Pete's hotness right there. Yeah, his girlfriend was so jealous. Yeah. She's hot too. I mean, this movie is very sexual. Like, I was yeah. surprised oh, at yeah. the amount of, like, just nothing subtle at all about the sexuality in this movie. Yeah. Like, every woman in, in this is uh, smoking hot, and, like, this poor, and they're all trying to fuck him, including his sister. <laughs> and, like, he just does not know what to do. Like, he know he's, he feels so alienated like uh, and miserable the whole time and because he knows something is wrong he knows yeah this but isn't he's right. also just trying to get some too i mean he fucks I one mean, of the alien creatures i mean he's 17 he's can you blame girlfriend. him yeah yeah we always got an excuse for them <laughs> <laughs> well it worked it works for a little while and then because he's just so horny he forgets about all the fucked up shit that's the happening reptilian factor but then by the end of the movie, he gets smart and he's like, no, this isn't going to work on me now. I'm not horny anymore. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's, that's personal growth. <laughs> so I liked this movie. I'm sorry if you didn't, Heather, but Listen, maybe... I enjoyed watching it because it was so bad that it was funny. 
Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I didn't think it was like, you know, high art or anything, but I thought it was enjoyable. It's no interview with a vampire, shall we say. Yeah, no, nothing is. <laughs> How about you, Leslie? Oh, I love it. I have watched it many times. It's one of my one of my faves, one of my faves. Oh man, I'm personally offending Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> I I would totally watch a sequel to it too to see like what him and his uh alien traitor girlfriend and his other friend who might be Jewish. Am I making that up? I feel like all the good characters in the movie are like othered somehow from the waspy society elite. I, I think I, I wait, like one like one of the kids who dies is Jewish. Right. Because right. they go to the synagogue for his funeral. Yeah. So I, I think they I mean, that avoids the uh, accusation made against often uh, they live and other movies like this that they're an anti-Semitic metaphor. It's like, no, like a Jewish kid gets killed by the reptilian aliens. He's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well. David Icke uh, is big into those uh, reptilian conspiracy theories, which do seem, you know, if not exactly openly anti-Semitic, at least structurally so, right? Um, but I think he really is being a literalist about it to the point where, like, they tried to... Uh, he, I think he got rejected from Germany when he tried to go there because they thought that his shit was just an anti-semitic metaphor and he's like no no i really am talking about literal lizard people i'm not talking about jews Hmm. these these conspiracy theories reach all sorts of ways yeah some of them get pretty dark and reactionary but i think we can enjoy this movie's simple pleasures without having to go down that road you know not everything is political like us sjw's want to make it out to be i mean this film is overtly political oh yeah (laughs) well not like that though i'm shrugging maybe maybe it is who knows who's to say who's to say (laughs) but i do like any 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 horror movie with a, a theme of class struggle is super good in my book yeah yeah well does anyone have any final frightening thoughts before we draw this meeting of the Midnight Society to a close? <laughs> mm, any yeah. any fun fun thoughts, fun plans, fun conspiracy theories, whatever. You know, I, I wonder, like, what are kids going to do for Halloween? Are people just going to trick-or-treat even though COVID cases are rapidly spiking in every state in the country, basically? I wonder if people are still going to be like, you know what? The free candy is worth it. I don't know. I think it's going to be very much broken down uh, red states versus blue states. I hate to say uh. it. Just because, like, there's going to be prohibitions in place in places where the governor is taking it seriously and in places where the governor thinks that it's a communist hoax, um, maybe not so much. I mean, I'm in Illinois, which is a, a blue state as far as anyone would call would say um, with the Democratic governor and everything like that. And they are allowing um, trick-or-treating in Illinois, in, in the city of Chicago and stuff. You just have to wear a mask. But, well, like, that's fine. That kind of comes with the territory, so. Maybe it's fine. Maybe Halloween is not canceled after all. I don't know. I'm going to be just here at my house. Um, Soren and I are are just going to dress up as Chucky and the Bride of Chucky. And um, we're going to have candy on standby just in case. That's nice. That's so wholesome. Yeah. Well, I don't have any plans for Halloween proper, but the following weekend... Some friends and I are going to a cabin in the woods because we were all getting really sad about how Halloween was probably canceled this year. But then we were like, you know what? We don't need some fucking party at a bar to make Halloween special. All we need is a cabin surrounded by foreboding woods and the people nearest and dearest to our hearts, each other, who have been hanging out, you know, in our in limited numbers, but you know, we, I, f- I keep feeling like I'm going to get canceled if I admit that I've been hanging out with my friends, but who cares? <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're past that at this point in time. Well, I guess you didn't learn the lesson of host. 
No. Well, oh, my back is killing me. Oh no. Oh no, what's happening to Heather? <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. Are you possessed? Are you okay? <laughs> is your back possessed by the I got to stand up. I'm old. The demons of uh do the demons of oldness and stiffness? Yes, they have got me. I'm serious. <laughs> I got like a back problems now. I got sciatica. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, it sucks. Sorry. You got to get one of those weird um spiky balls to sit on like um Sam has at the majority report. I don't know what that is. Send me a it's, link. It's like, <laughs> yeah, he knows all about it. I'll get you some tips. My boyfriend thinks it's a spiritual problem. Hmm. Well, what, what does he know? Burn some sage, I guess. I don't know. It's fucked up, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will not keep you any longer. It seems like you need to go. Um, <laughs> Lie down, maybe get a, a little back rub from someone. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a very Halloween episode of the Antifada. Oh, is there anything you guys would like to plug before we go? Oh, yes. Uh, no. check <laughs> uh, Yes, uh, check us out on uh, sesh.plus. Uh, you can hear uh, the Struggle Session bonus episodes and Struggle Session Radio f- starring Heather Fortune. Oh yeah, we're about to we're gonna do a special um, um, academic punk episode next. <laughs> nice with special guest uh, Brace Belden of uh, the True Non Pod. Oh yeah. hell yeah, that's right, baby. That's super fun. Um, all right, thank you for joining me, you guys. Thanks for yeah, having thank me. Thank you so much. And stay safe. <laughs> Watch out for spirits. <laughs> I don't know. Bye. I added I added at the beginning and then I lost it. 